Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you were most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Hello, and welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. Happy New Year! I hope everyone had a nice holiday and that all of my listeners are still hanging on to some of the goals that they may have created at the beginning of the year. It's January 11th, and I am a little ashamed to say a few of my goals have not uh, stuck so far, (laughs) but that seems to always be the case, right? At the beginning of the year, you might uh, create a few too many goals, um, and, and a few end up falling off rather quickly. But since we are still in the beginning of the year, it's interesting to see that there's been already some shocking world news. Uh, And what I'm specifically talking about is the release of the book, The Spare by Prince Harry. So I've not had the opportunity to read this book yet. But the gist is, is that Prince Harry goes through details of his life. um, And it seems to be quite the bombshell for the royal family. Um, And I I hear that the royal family is not too pleased about Prince Harry releasing this book um, because it definitely does not paint them in the best light. And so with the release of this book, it it got me thinking about family discord in general um, and the number of times clients have come to see me for estate planning. And there's there's been some family discord that we've had to talk about, discuss and figure out a path forward so that everyone uh, can either be recognized or someone can be specifically disinherited. So today's quick consult is going to focus on what it really means to disinherit a child, how you can do it, the do's and don'ts of disinheriting a child. So let's jump right into that. The first thing I want to note here is the important distinction between adult children and minor children. Your adult children, you can disinherit in any state except for Louisiana. However, for minor children, there is a legal responsibility there for you to financially provide for your child to the age of majority. So even if you take the affirmative step of trying to disinherit that child, you are going to run into or your estate's going to run into issues where the court may very well give the child an award anyway for purposes of providing for that child's care up until the age of majority. And the age of majority is 18 in most states, a few being 21. So let's really focus on having adult children and disinheriting your adult children. So keep in mind that if you do not have a last will and testament or a revocable trust, your children are very likely going to take under your state's intestate succession laws. So as a reminder, intestate succession is just a fancy way of saying this is what's going to happen to your property if you don't tell the state otherwise, right? So in most states, there's some sort of division between the spouse and the kids, um, depending on a host of different factors. And most likely when your children inherit, they're going to share equally with their other siblings. So that's the general rule is that, yes, your biological children will inherit from you. But the estate allows you to carve out exceptions to this rule or to get rid of it completely, most states. 
And the way that this is done is through creating either a last will and testament or through creating a revocable living trust. So when you're disinheriting a child in your estate planning documents, you want to make sure that it's clear that it's your intent to disinherit. It should be specifically stated that you recognize you have this child, but that you do not want your child to take under your estate plan. Now, this isn't done to be mean or to specifically call someone out, but it is done so that we can try to close the door for the child to contest the documents down the road. So there's certain ways that a child could bring a claim to contest a will, and one of those could be uh, a claim that they were unintentionally left out of the will. We want to go ahead and close that door. It is intentional. You did mean to leave them out of the will. So unfortunately, that specific language should really be found within the will or within the revocable trust. Other ways that the child can try to contest the will is by combing through the will and trying to find that it's not compliant with your state's law. Maybe trying to make the accusation that you as the testator were not competent or have the requisite capacity to sign the will or the revocable trust at the time that you did. They can also try to make an argument that you were subject to undue influence. Um, so, for example, let's say they have a sibling. The sibling is the one that's been taking care of you in your old age, and they believe that because of that, the sibling put a bug in your ear that only that sibling should inherit, and there was some sort of undue influence there. So when you are disinheriting a child, you want to make sure that you work with an experienced attorney to ensure that these various avenues are blocked as much as they can be to deter your disinherited child from trying to bring such a claim against your estate. So this is definitely a situation where a do-it-yourself will offline is not going to cut it. You really should seek the advice of an attorney and get that will or revocable trust professionally drawn up to ensure that whatever can be done is done to prevent a will contest or a trust contest after you've passed away. Another thing to consider here is what to do with your child's disinherited share. Um, so do you want that share to pass to your other children? Do you want it to pass to a charity? Do you want it to pass to an alma mater? Where do you want this money to go that would have otherwise gone to the disinherited child? So again, it's important to speak with your attorney about that and make it very clear in the documents that you want a specific person to inherit that share or you just want your other child to take in full or whatever it is that you want, but it needs to be specifically stated within the documents. Another tip here is if you do have any concerns about a will contest from the child, if there's particular family discord there, you might want to consider leaving a nominal amount to the child who you plan to disinherit. Sometimes even receiving a little bit, getting a little bit of a nod from you is enough for the child to be dissuaded from bringing a contest against the will or the trust. And if there is a gift specifically given to that child, it kind of closes down a lot of those arguments for the child, right? So it's hard for the child to say, well, they intentionally, um, unintentionally left me out if there's a gift to them or they were having undue influence from the other sibling, but I did get some money 
Um, so it really cuts down on their argument if you leave a small gift to the child. So that's another uh, consideration for you to make when drafting these documents. One final tip here for disinheriting your child. I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast that you really need to try to disinherit them through a last will and testament or a revocable trust. But you could also do it through uh, kind of in a sneaky way through beneficiary designations or account ownership. So there is a hierarchy when it comes to how assets are going to pass to your loved ones. Number one is how the account is titled. So if you have a bank account, for example, that is jointly titled with your spouse and you pass away, that spouse becomes the owner of that bank account regardless of what you've said in your will or in your trust. It just happens as operation of law. There's no changing that. Then after the top level of account ownership, you come down one level to beneficiary designations. So again, let's take this example of a bank account. But in this case, you have only have your name on the account. You pass away. The bank is then going to look and see, well, who, what beneficiaries did you list on the payable on death form? And again, whoever is listed there is going to trump whatever is said in your will or your trust. So if you're in this delicate situation where you want to disinherit a child, but you don't want to cause family discord by having to specifically note in your will or in your trust that you are disinheriting that child intentionally, you can do it kind of in a backdoor way by naming your other beneficiary as the primary beneficiary of these accounts. And there's nothing that can be done about that. The will can't change that. The trust can't change that. Um, and the person who inherits um, through the beneficiary designation form, you know, they will have the option if they find it, you know, in their heart to distribute a certain share to the child you meant to disinherit. They could always do that as a gift. But ultimately, it would be the individual who you name as beneficiary who would take. Um, and so if you don't, if you want to disinherit a child, but you don't want to specifically say that in the document, this is one kind of workaround so that someone else inherits without having to specifically say, hey, I, I don't want this child to inherit because of X, Y, Z reason. And on the flip side of all of this, I also want to point out that there may be a situation that comes up where you have an individual who you consider a child, like a stepchild, for example, who is not going to take under the laws of intestate succession. So if you pass away, even though in your heart you may consider this individual as your biological child, the law is not going to agree with you on that and they're going to get nothing. So your only workaround here, again, is to create that estate plan, to do the will, to do the revocable trust and specifically name that child or to make that stepchild a beneficiary of your various accounts, for example. So just wanted to end kind of on a light note there. Instead of uh, disinheriting the child, you can also specifically inherit children as well. So you can still change the rule, but just in a different way. Um, you know, change the rule from intestate succession to uh, something positive by inheriting someone who you care about and, and think of as a child. So I hope you find these tips helpful and that it's given you some good questions to ask your estate planning attorney. Until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and the family all the best wishes and health and of course the best planning. I hope you have a great day and happy new year. 
Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.